Welcome to the Cocktail Lovers Podcast. I'm Gary. And I'm Sandra. And together we are the Cocktail Lovers. We're a married couple and we've been writing about cocktails for the past 12 years. But this is the place where we're going to be talking about cocktails. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about products. We're going to be talking about books. And we're going to be talking about the bars that we love and we think that you will love too. We'll also be checking in with some of the biggest names in the drinks industry and asking them to share their top tips with us to help you up your mixing game at home. We like to think of ourselves as your new best friends, cocktail-wise that is. But first, we are the cocktail lovers, so I think we should actually mix ourselves a cocktail. Let's do it! This week, we're celebrating the various moods of summer going from a light and refreshing cocktail to make at home, through to bolder drinks delivered to your door. Good time drinks are on the menu in our book review, Trader Vic's Tiki Party, and we head over to Greece to chat with Vasilis Karitsis and Nikos Bakoulis from the award-winning bar The Clumsies for their expert tips on making cool drinks for when the heat is on. Okay, so what we're mixing today is a Tom Collins. Mm, what's that then? I'm glad you asked me. <laughs> well, for me, it's a nice alternative on a sunny day to a gin and tonic. Okay. And I like it because it's kind of like a grown-up lemonade, basically. And the Collins name, there's all sorts of theories about where this came from. If you want to find out, go and research. Because whatever <laughs> we say, lot of someone's going to disagree and say that's wrong. So we're not here to discuss the name. No. We're here to have a nice drink. But Tom Collins, and I think this is important, we're making it with Old Tom Gin. Mm. What is Old Tom Gin? Well, it's, it's a precursor to regular gin, like London Dry Gin. And as the name suggests, it's a, did I say, does it suggest it? I don't know. Anyway, it's a sweeter gin. Right. It's an older gin, a sweeter gin. But this is really important. And we're using an old Tom gin. The reason I'm mentioning this a lot is that when you look at a lot of recipes online for Tom Collins, they will just say gin or dry gin, which is fine. But I think it's a much nicer drink with old Tom, a little bit sweeter. And also the other thing it's important is if you're following the recipe, if you're using a regular gin, you will use more sweetener, right. whereas you will, I think, use less in this because the gin is sweet. Okay. So just to let you know, then we are mixing this in Two Torthin glasses, Collins glasses. I mean, we've, we've had this debate <laughs> before. It, yeah. Well, should you have a Collins glass? Not, you know, a Torthin glass. But I guess because it's a Collins, it's fair to call these Collins Yeah, glasses. absolutely. Yeah. And also going back to the old Tom Gin, yes. it's quite a nice one to use because people don't really use it that much. You know, they, they'll have a gin and tonic and just think of London Dry, but it is nice to get people acquainted to another style of gin, isn't it? Yeah. And you will notice the more you make up cocktails from recipes, so you, it, certain drinks will call for old Tom gin mm. and you really should, if it says so, you should use it. Yeah, it makes a yeah. huge difference yeah. to the drink. We're also using a really nice one. We just want to mention it. It's um, Jensen's gin, yes. which is made in Bermondsey in London. And it's a really lovely company. And I just wanted to give it a little shout out because it's an independent brand and they're doing wonderful stuff. Yeah. And 
as I say, we're mixing this it's straight in the glass. There are recipes I've seen where you can actually shake the ingredients and then strain them out, which I'm sure blends the ingredients even better. But you know what? Simple. Why, why make more washing up? <laughs> and also, it's summer, so why make yourself even hotter by shaking? It, shaking, yeah. So I'm, I'm putting the ingredients straight into the glass. So let me tell you what I've put into the glass. For each one, I've put in two parts of the old Tom gin. When you say part, so you can just reiterate that a part can be an egg cup or... Yeah, as a rule of thumb, I kind of, we think it's sort of like... 25 mil right but yeah i think we like to work in parts because it's as you say it could be an egg cup Mm. so two parts of the old tom gin for each glass one part of lemon juice which i squeezed earlier and half a part of sugar syrup and this is what i was saying earlier about less sweetener because the old tom is a little bit on the sweet side and the sugar syrup as i think we've mentioned before you can buy it but we made this at home ourselves a little while ago half and half caster sugar and cold water shaking up in a bottle till it dissolves takes about a minute you're good to go with your own made yeah sugar syrup so that's equal parts sugar and water so whether you've used 10 mils of sugar 10 mils of sugar uh, no well I, I i just literally in a small bottle i did half caster sugar half water perfect yeah and it keeps in the fridge for a couple of days so that's good as well so as a two parts old tom one part lemon juice, half part sugar syrup. That's in our two glasses. Give that a little, little stir. Oops, it's quite that. a nice simple um, ratio, isn't it? It for, really for is. And now ice, the all important ice. I'm just filling up the glasses with ice. So as much of ice as you can get into your glass. So you want it nice and cold and you don't want it to dilute too quickly. So I'm filling that up. Yep, that's that's good. That's filled with ice. And then just top it up with soda water. And I say top it up, and I think this roughly comes out at probably about, whoops, about two parts. But again, just top it up. So let's do this super, super simple. Oops, there it goes. Already looking refreshing. Woo. And this really is a beautiful drink to have for any time during the summer, whether it's in a garden party, whether it's at home, chilling out on the sofa. It's just a wonderful thirst quenching drink, isn't it? It is. And I'm just giving it a little a little stir, mainly just to make sure my lovely ingredients don't sit at the bottom of the glass and it's all sober at the top. So I just want to pour that through. And last touch, which I love. And this really does look fancy. A cherry, a cocktail cherry, and a slice of lemon folded together on a cocktail stick. I believe it's called a sail. Oh. I, th- I think it is. <laughs> it looks but like one. It looks fun, though. That's what I like about it. It looks fun. So I'll pass that one over to Sandre. There you go, Sandre. Beautiful. It's nice to be able to use these lovely um, cocktail sticks as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're little metal ones mm. we've got here. So that's good. Cheers. Cheers. That looks delicious. As I say, sort of grown-up lemonade. Yes. And actually, it's beautiful because it isn't boozy. It's just lovely, long, light and refreshing. So that is our tip for a fantastic summer drink. And I'm going to spring a little quiz on you here, Sandra, Mm. which you are not prepared for. Uh The the thing I like about Collins, once you've made it, you can, in fact, make a Collins with pretty much any spirit and Mm. it's really good fun and you know you might want to balance the the lemon and the sugar syrup slightly differently to your own personal preferences so i'm gonna name a few collins and you can tell me 
what you think the spirit is. So a Pedro Collins. Ah, uh, tequila. No, white rum. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, right. I was going to say sherry, to be honest. <laughs> a, a Pierre Collins. Pierre. Something French. Yes. Have, oh. to, have to hurry you. Yeah, go on. Cognac or brandy? Oh, of course, yeah. Right, Colonel Collins. <laughs> right. All right, that's Who the hell is he? <laughs> Captain Collins. <laughs> Canadian whiskey. Mike Collins. Oh, I don't know. Irish whiskey. And you last, for your bonus point, a vodka Collins. <laughs> vodka! <laughs> yeah, it's also known as Joe Collins. Anyway, try them all out. Not oh, not in one go, obviously. Ridiculous. And it's a lot of fun. Once you've mastered one, they're really good fun to just play around with. Good, that's great. Now, I just want to give a little shout out to one of our listeners who has written in, emailed in, mm -hmm. and asked if we could share a recipe or to, to give advance notice of the recipes that we're going to be featuring. Because yes. she said that she loves these sections, but she wanted to make a drink along with us. Yeah. So that means that we have to think of our recipes in advance. Right, so? Yes. So I've thought of a recipe in advance for next week. And it is? A pina colada. Oh, oh I love a pina, pina colada. You can, <laughs> you can either <laughs> sing along, you can play the record, you can do whatever. But so what you'll need if you want to make a pina colada along with us next week, you'll need some rum, some white mm. rum, Havana or Bacardi, one of those white rums, some pineapple juice, some real coca cream of coconut. And it's mm -hmm. really important to get that because we want that really rich, creamy feel. It isn't overly creamy, but you need that. It really does bring the the coconut to the party. Right. And and some freshly squeezed lime juice. So we'll go along with the, the measurements next week. But those are the things that you will need. And also you'll need a blender. So, ah, right. yeah, so hopefully if you have a blender, we can do some great things and make a wonderful pina colada next week. Together. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one very much. Me so too. thank you, June Montana, for recommending us, giving a pre-introduction to what we're going to be making next week. Okay, for this week from the drinks cabinet, we're going for a can, another ready-to-drink variety that we've come across. I love it because it's a lovely, bright, gorgeous can. You know that mm. something special is going to be in here. It's not just your run-of-the-mill can. It's called Empirical, and it's from the team behind Empirical Spirits, the flavour company in Copenhagen. Okay. They do all kinds of wonderful things. They've worked with so many inspiring bartenders as well. So these guys know their flavour. Right. We actually went to their distillery we in did, Copenhagen. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, they're like little mad professors, really. Yeah. They're very cool, um, just cool. getting on, yeah. making making really inspiring flavours. Yeah. They do make some bottled spirits, I guess you'd call them. They're distilled spirits, aren't right. they? Yeah. But this is uh, variations that they do in cans. And this is can number three. So it's the latest in the collection. It's simply called can number three. But on the list of ingredients, it comes up as carob, fig leaf and lemon myrtle. So the, the can itself is a lovely turquoise. And the reason for that is it's inspired by the taste of the Met. And apparently it's inspired by a, a trip to Ibiza 
where I think it was Lars, one of one of the founders, was sitting underneath the carob tree, looking out onto the Mediterranean, and just sort of came up this lovely idea of trying to capture those flavors oh. and that feel. So it's supposed to be lovely and citrusy, and we shall see, shall we? Yeah, I think you've set the scene nicely there. Okay, so let's open said can. There it goes. It doesn't say how to serve it, so I guess it's up to you whether you pour it into a glass, whether you have it from the can. I think something like this deserves to be served in a glass, really. Yeah. So, and again, it's been chilling, obviously, but it's I guess you chilling. could put it over ice. Yeah, if you exactly. It to. Again, it doesn't say that, so I suppose it's up to you to do what you want with it, which is quite nice sometimes. Just sort of leaving it to you to dictate how you feel. I'm pouring it in some wine glasses. Yeah. And it's got a lovely, what would you say, colour-wise? It oh. looks like a an apple juice, not the cloudy sort of apple juice, but nice. There's a lovely sparkle to it. Mm. Smells really good, actually. Yeah. But again, like most of the things that they do, it's not something that you can put your finger on. It, it There is that citrusy aroma going on with it i'm getting going in for a taste now you you've tasted so what do you think it's very very dry which i like it's super dry actually isn't it super dry. it starts off dry and it gets drier if if you know what i mean so yes so the the ingredients that we're getting in here again it's the lemon myrtle lemongrass and delian pepper and then what they've said is balanced with carob coffee chaff and golden yunnan tea and that's all rounded off with this fig leaf which gives it a kind of coconutty finish but i think also that tea dries it out as well it's beautiful it's very refreshing and the effervescence is very subtle isn't mm, it and it's not that bitey sort of no and also it's just four and a half percent abv so it's not two punches a bit less than you know a strong beer or something but much more flavor much more interest there's something really sexy about it actually it's very it is very summery taste of the med do you think uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that's I'm not getting sprung, med, sprung no. <laughs> to mind, to be honest, but that's not to take anything away from no, the inspiration. No, exactly. Yeah. And you've got the colour of the, the can there that actually does draw you into the med, so that's quite nice. Yeah. But I do like that citrusy and that real dryness that comes from this, yes, which is I which can is imagine really good. you could drink, you know, a lot of this. When I say a lot, I mean drink a glassful and it wouldn't start to get a bit repetitive. I no, think. I think it's lovely. I think mm. you can have that on its own, have it with yeah. food. Really, really, really tasty. Yeah. So this is £5 a can. And at the moment, it's available from Shop Cuvée. Or you can go onto the Empirical Spirits Co. website, which we will list on our website on our Instagram page as well. And that is Empirical number three. So my pick from our drinks cabinet this week, or rather from the fridge, in fact, is the Hawksmoor Ultimate Old Fashioned. So a pre-mixed cocktail in a bottle. Mm. So we've tried a few of their pre-mixed bottles cocktails before and... We All, love them. We're, they've been brilliant. Mm. So uh, high hopes for this one. They've been doing lots of great stuff for making at home over the last year. Obviously, the, the fabulous steak kits and so forth. Which, so the, which we've had a few. Which are 
awesome so so good anyway we're not here to talk about food at the moment but we've also as i say we've tried the cocktails and let me just tell you a little bit about one i'm looking at right now so this is a 200 ml bottle as i say it's the hawksmore ultimate old-fashioned it's a nice cute little design simple label nice cork and they recommend to serve this very simply they say chill it in the fridge until you're ready to drink it so this has been doing exactly that Pour it over ice. So it's got some ice in our old-fashioned glasses here or any little tumblers will do. So I'll just pour a little of that out. And they also recommend putting a twist of orange over. So here's a couple of little twists. I'll squirt that over, pour that. I do. I really like the look of these bottles. They, As you say, they are simple, but they're very elegant. They're very beautifully designed. And you, you do want to keep the bottles once you've sampled the liquid, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's they're just very hawks more mm. than attention detail. So here we go. Mm. Let's have a little... Salute. Salute. All the best. Cheers. Wow. So... Good and punchy. <laughs> and that is good and punchy. And it's interesting on their website, they describe their bottled cocktails as restaurant quality cocktails. Yeah, at definitely home. are. And they are. Mm. I think that's not, not an overclaim at all. There's a lovely orangey goodness coming through as well, isn't there? So yes, yes you get the, the hit of the booze, but there's a lovely tang of orange. And that's not just from the zest. The, the zest no. just sort of enhances that. But it's really beautiful. I mean, you'd, you'd get that you'd be happy with that in a bar as you will be at home. It's, it's absolutely it's, delicious. It, it, it does feel nice. It's got a lovely mouthfeel mm. as well. It feels rich. It feels luxurious. So super super happy with that and i think it's just worth saying a little bit about the range as well because as i say this is a really nice 200 ml bottle which costs 14 pounds or you can go up to a 500 ml bottle which is 32 and then the prices vary because they have a whole range of things like dry martinis manhattans negronis and then they have their variations on those and also what i like is there's a really nice kit which again, we've uh, tried ourselves, which is four of these 200 ml bottles. And that comes for £48. And that's lovely because you get the martini, the Manhattan, the Negroni and the old fashioned. And every one of those is an absolute winner. Absolutely. So we give a massive thumbs up to Hawksmoor at home cocktails. And now for a cocktail hack from one of our experts. My name is Giorgio Bargiani head mixologist of the Connaught Bar. And my top hat is make sure your best friend when making shaking cocktail is Nutribullet. So you can either shake in it, you can blend and indulge in a blended cocktail as a pina colada. more from the cocktail lovers see our digital and print magazine and make sure that you subscribe you can find out all about it on our website thecocktaillovers.com and also you'll find out where to subscribe for our magazine which is available four times a year in digital and print Okay, so we have teamed up with our very good friends at Luxardo to tell you all about a great summer destination in the heart of London, the Luxardo Secret Piazza at Hush. 
And who better to tell us all about it than the Luxardo Global Brand Ambassador himself, Gareth Franklin, or better known as G. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me. It's our pleasure. So let's get straight to this. Now, the Luxardo Secret Piazza at Hush. What actually is it? And being a secret, how do we find it? Well, so we at Luxardo are having a very exciting year this year. It's actually our 200 year anniversary and we wanted to do something really, really special. And we thought, what better way of doing that than to take a slice of Padua, which is our hometown in the north of Italy, and bring that slice all the way to the heart of London. So what we've done is we've kind of tried to recreate this kind of like little piazza oasis. If you've ever been to Padua, literally any corner you turn, there's always a piazza. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I guess it's aperitivo time again. <laughs> and, you know, we thought, well, you know, London has got all this hustle and bustle about it. We wanted to sort of, you know, create this nice little slice of Italian aperitivo life that's kind of like, you know, nestled within all of that hustle and bustle. And, and it does look beautiful, doesn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, for guys at Hush, we, we've collaborated with them and they've done a great job of sort of, you know, helping us realise our dreams. You know, it, it's very floral. I guess as soon as you walk in there, you kind of feel like you're on the continent. And, you know, you sit down, you immediately relax, you have a, a delicious aperitivo and everything's right with the world. That's painted a lovely picture for us of the piazza itself. Now, let's move on to those all important aperitivo drinks. Now, the thing is with Luxardo, it is an absolute iconic bottle anyway. We all know that lovely green bottle with the red cap and the, the, the weave around it. But there's a lot of other Luxardo products in that portfolio. And I guess this was, has that been the inspiration for some of these drinks that you and Hush have put together? Yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, in the bartending world, we do have the iconic Maraschino, but we make so many other classic Italian liqueurs and we're known for, you know, making liqueurs. But what I like to say is, you know, we're more of a flavor company because when you're making liqueurs, that's the whole basis. Your basis is going to be your flavor, your ingredients, and you know what, however you're going to sort of translate that into a delicious alcoholic liquid. And with that range, there's so much you can do in terms of not just cocktails, but representing your culture, you know, sort of like that aperitivo time through those drinks as a base. So that was kind of a brief that we'd given to Massimo Aliano, who's the head bartender at Hush. And, you know, he's Italian, but he wanted to kind of put his own stamp on it and, you know, not do, you know, classic Italian aperitivos, kind of sort of, you know, blur the lines a little bit. So, you know, we've got some very interesting drinks on the menu. I think the one that you tried the other day, which is probably one of my favourites, is the Dolce Vita. That actually looks beautiful. Could you describe for our listener what it looks like and then tell us what the actual drink is all about? Yeah, so it comes in this wonderful martini glass. They've dehydrated some raspberries, some raspberry powder, and then that goes around the base of the glass and gives it this nice stunning effect. And, you know, what they wanted to do, or the inspiration behind it was kind of like representing sort of all the different type parts of the cherry you know so cherry when you first see it you know it's obviously that bright red vibrant color and what they're using is our luxardo sour cherry gin along with our sangue malaco which is a cherry brandy style 
of liqueur. It's you know super rich and full-bodied, and they've made a scrapino with it. So a scrapino is a classic Italian drink that you would generally save for celebrations, you know, weddings and, and stuff like that. And usually, what you'd be doing is you'd have vodka, prosecco, and then you'd put a, a scoop of delicious sorbet into it. And then, you know, you serve it with a spoon and, you know, your, your guests have the choice of using a spoon or, you know, drinking it or both. You know, it's entirely up to you. And what they've done is they've created this delicious cocktail, but they've actually blended the sorbet into it and it creates this wonderful sort of, you know, mouthfeel, this texture when you're drinking it. Wow. So you've wet our appetite nicely. Could you pick perhaps just one other and tell us a little bit about something else to get us in the mood even more? The other one that, I, that is actually my favourite, or one of my favourites, is the Colada Italiano. So Massi, you know, who's worked in loads of bars and, you know, he was kind of saying, you know, Italian aperitivo can be very serious at times. And, you know, he was saying, let's take the seriousness out of it and, you know, let's do something that you wouldn't normally associate with, you know, aperitivo. And that is the Pina Colada. So essentially what he's done is he's created this Italian pina colada with our wonderful Sardo Amaretto. And obviously that sort of, you know, almond forward marzipan flavor works so well with the coconut and tropical flavors in there as well. And yeah, it's a, it's a stunning drink. And on a boiling hot day like today, it's perfect. Excellent. Well, thanks so much. That all sounds amazing. We've got a fabulous secret piazza. We've got luxurious Luxodo drinks, not to mention fabulous food from the hash brasserie. So what's not to love, right? So gee, how long is the secret piazza on for? Yeah, so this is going on till the end of September. So, you know, we just kind of blocked out all of the months with glorious weather. And yeah, yeah, come down, experience a little bit of our hometown seeing as we might not be able to fly there for a little while. Fantastic. So once again, for details of the piazza, you can check out hush.co.uk or indeed have a look at thecocktaillovers.com for details of the piazza and the new products. G, thank you so much and we'll see you down there. Thank you, Gary. See you soon. Okay, so the bar this week we dropped into is a very favourite one of ours, Bar Swift in Soho. Yeah, and it's one of our favourites for a lot of reasons. It really suits any occasion. So it could be something that you want to go because you want to make a night of it, or just something that you stop by in the middle of the day just to have a drink just because. Yeah, and what I like about it, amongst other things, is I think it's been around for, I'm guessing, four, five years, something like that. Mm, but it feels like it's been there forever, Yeah, it really it? feels a part, a big special part of the Soho scene. Mm. I think also because particularly it's divided into two sections or two floors rather. And I think that that first floor, the ground floor, it really is inviting. It really is welcoming and it it feels right for, as I said, any time of day. Yeah, as you're walking past it, you can see and it looks welcoming and you want to drop in. Mm. So should we talk a little bit about the look and feel of the space? Yeah, it's, uh, it's two spaces. The ground floor is the sort of lighter, brighter space, if you like. And 
and there's sort of nice little uh, signs saying champagne and cocktails and aperitifs, mm. and that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah, it's got some nice little Art Deco touches as well, lots of mirrors, so it does feel really light and airy, and you can see right through to it from the the street. So it works well. It's light. It's bright. It feels very engaging and really welcoming as well. Yeah, and then if you so choose, you can go down the stairs into the basement and you're welcomed into a completely different vibe which is much darker more intimate there's a little bar at the end with bar stalls but there are also some fabulous booths which are great for hanging out with a small group of yeah friends. it's a real speakeasy style downstairs yeah, yeah. isn't it and they do um they do do live jazz in the evenings yes. and things so again very sexy very sultry very date night as well isn't it yeah so both of those we love and both of those we've used over the years but on this occasion we it was early evening so we stayed upstairs in the brighter lighter bar mm. and also worth noting at the moment because soho has got so pedestrianized there's a lot of outside space as well so you can sit al fresco sit in the middle of the soho street watching everybody go by we actually went inside and we sat along one of the what do you what do you call those sort of bench like tables facing a mirror and yeah they they just sort of hug the wall and it's yeah, really lovely it still creates the feeling of sitting at a bar even though you're not literally at the bar mm. so. so what did you have so I had, well, we both had two drinks. I started with something called a piccolina, which was a Montalado sherry, white port, fig, and angostura. And it was stirred down, served straight up, and it ice cold, and it was delicious. Yeah, I really liked your drink, yeah. actually. Yeah. I, I went a little bit frothier because it was sort of like earlier on in the day and I wanted to try I've had it before actually but it, it just really suited the the mood and the day it was a scrapino which is very much it's like it's almost like a palate cleanser that you can have in between meals really but it's a frothy dessert like cocktail with um, lemon sorbet Saint Germain and Prosecco so very frivolous light engaging and and you know really nice and summery we're in the summery vibe so yeah. that was the mood that I wanted to create and it worked beautifully you know it's a little bit sweeter than something that I'd normally have but none the worse for it I totally um drained my glass <laughs> <laughs> you certainly did but left space for a second cocktail yes yes and I went for martini even though these are not actually on the list, but, you know, you can ask them. These are great bartenders. They really aim to please. So if you ask for a classic drink, and and actually what was nice is that they really took time to ask well, how I liked my yeah. martini, what ratio I liked. So it wasn't just, uh, do you want it with a lemon or, a, or or an olive? It was very much, you know, going into my palate taste, which, yeah. was, which was great. So I, I loved that. And it was perfect beautifully ice cold, served beautifully, lovely decorative um, lemon twist. And that did the job really nicely. And for my second drink, and I think this says a lot about the bar, I was looking at a drink called a roulette. And when we, I was talking one of, to one of the bar team, I was asking about one of the unusual ingredients called Osmanthus. Osmanthus uh, yeah. And uh, as I was asking, he said, unfortunately, we're out of that, so we can't serve that drink. And I said, oh, it's a shame. 
So he then said, what drew you towards the drink? And I said, well, I liked the sound of Havana Club with Martel VSOP Cognac. And he said, ah, that's interesting because we were working on a drink before the roulette, which we were playing around with in the bar. And that actually led to the roulette. And I said, okay, so what's that? And he said, well, this is Havana Club with Martel as well but with apricot liqueur and cocky Americano. Mm. And he said, it's rather like a dry Manhattan. And I love that conversation. So I said, can I have that? And he said, absolutely. Yeah. And good. I think, again, so it was a drink that wasn't technically on the menu, but a nice conversation led to me having yet yeah. another brilliant drink. Yeah, exactly. And he got it just right for Bang what on. you wanted, yes. you know. So so that was cool. And, uh, you know, all of the drinks, I would always say to just talk to the bartenders, yeah. because if you're not quite sure of what they taste like or what it's going to be like, you just let them know what your mood is like, your usual preference, and they will guide you to the perfect drink. One of the drinks we have to say that even though we didn't have it yesterday because it was very summery, you have to have an Irish coffee yeah. when you visit. We've had them yeah, many a time it's in the past. Absolutely delicious. And they do Irish coffee like nobody else does yeah. Irish coffee. So make sure that you definitely have this absolutely. on your list. And along the same lines, uh, the other thing we should definitely mention is they are really big on whiskey. Mm. So if, if, Either if whiskey is your thing or you're looking to get into whiskey, this is the place to do it. They have an amazing selection. I think it's 300 300 whiskeys and not just great sort of Scotch, American, Irish, Japanese whiskeys, but they have a world selection that includes things like Canadian, Australian, Dutch, English, French, Indian, and I could go on. So that's a really good thing to check out. Yeah, also worth noting that aperitivos during the week, I think they're down to six pounds and that's a really good value for the drinks of this caliber. So they have a aperitif hour from until 7 p.m. every day. So worth getting there a little bit early and yeah. getting a little cheeky one in. And the cocktails generally are around about eight to 12 pounds, which I think is great value. Yeah. And another thing worth noting is that I noticed on the menu, they have a really good selection of non-alcoholic wines and spirits so again talk to them about your taste and they will mix something up for you and what else can we say the other thing i love is we've always been big advocates of drinking lots of water with Mm. your cocktails and that's the first thing you get when you sit down is a glass of water and they doesn't top you up as long as you're there and you don't even notice them doing it but your glass is always full yeah and that's one of the things i mean we do advocate drinking responsibly and sometimes that may go out the window if you're not being topped up in a way you can sometimes yeah. yeah you can sometimes get so carried away with your conversation or you know the party atmosphere that you're in but it's so great they're always coming around and attentively topping up your glass you don't even notice that they're there so top marks for that so one of our favorites with good reason bar swift you'll find all of the information on our website and on our instagram page and in the show notes like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button and sharing the cocktail love by telling your friends. And feel free to leave a rating. It helps people to find us. Now, let's get back to the show. So this week, I was looking along the shelves of our cocktail book library to select something lovely for our listeners. Did I choose a book? No, the book chose me because... (laughs) 
It leapt out of me with its lovely bright colours and the book I am talking about is... Well, hang on. How can I describe this? We're talking bright colours. We're talking elaborate garnishes. Mm. Any thoughts? I think you could be leading in the direction of tiki. Tiki! (laughs) Tiki Tastic. We are talking (laughs) Trader Vic's Tiki Party. Cocktails and food to share with your friends by Steve Sugelman. And it was published back in 2005. But look at this cover, Sandra. I think that could have stepped right out of the 1970s <laughs> in a very good way. It's super garish, but all the more fun. I mean, there's no way that you can't look at that book and just smile, really. It is fantastic. It's unashamedly bright, brash and bold and cheeky-tastic, as we said before. <laughs> and what I love, there's these, on the cover there are two cocktails, very brightly coloured cocktails. One of which is garnished with a tropical bird. Well, obviously not real. Well, that would be be silly Uh, (laughs) and dangerous. (laughs) A representation of a tropical bird. But I was going to say, let's get serious for a moment. You really can't (laughs) with this book. But no, it's a wonderful book. And the reason I went for it is because it's hot weather. Why have a barbecue or a house party when you can have a tiki party? Yeah, I think that is a really lovely thing to do. You want to have people over to have a good time. And to me, there's no better time than tiki time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Hashtag tiki tiki time. time. All right. But what I think we should do is bust out the Hawaiian shirts now, I know you have several of these. I've got plenty of You Hawaiian have. I've shirts. seen you. You look pretty good in a Hawaiian shirt. Remarkably, and this shocks me, I have a gap in my wardrobe. I don't own a Hawaiian shirt. Well, I can let you use one of mine. <laughs> it's not going to fit. Right. But <laughs> I can get down to one of those lovely vintage shops and I will purchase myself a Hawaiian shirt. And then we can both step forward and enter the Polynesian fantasy world of tiki. Marvellous. So let me tell you what they say on the back of the book, the notes here. It says, bring home the drinks, the food, and the fun of Trader Vic's, the restaurant that showed the world how to party tiki style. And I can't argue with that, really. So the whole book is not just about tiki, it's about tiki party. So there's a whole massive section on setting up your party. So starting off with sending out your invitations. Yeah, that's a good good way of letting people know what they're going to be in for. Absolutely. Imagine the shame of rocking up in a two-piece suit and a little black dress and the Here's us wearing our matching Hawaiian shirts. And shorts. (laughs) So, right, first up, tell people you're having a tiki party. Send out those invitations. And then, you know, get those clothes out. And flowers. There's a whole load of stuff here about dressing your space with flowers. And when your guests arrive, dressing your guests with flowers. Nice. I love that. And then there's a nice little bit about the soundtrack you should have and this dates the book beautifully it talks about the cds you should buy do you remember cds of course i do of course you do (laughs) we still have some Uh, don't pretend (laughs) 
<laughs> along with our LPs and 78. Yes. But you can all, you know, it's easier these days. Just go to a downloadable music service and find your Tiki soundtrack. But getting on to the, the crux of the book, it's the drinks recipes. And there are so many gorgeous Tiki drinks recipes. You know, there are about half a dozen variations on your daiquiri. I love a daiquiri. And there's all these different versions of it. There's all sorts of things with gorgeous names. So even if you've never actually made or heard of these drinks, just listen to this white cloud, pink cloud, scorpions, Tonka punch, Tonka rum punch, Trader Vic sling, the original Mai Tai essential, the passion fruit cocktail, the potted parrot, the pogo stick, the okay, planter's okay, punch, we the pinky the Gonzalez. <laughs> I mean, come on, pinky Gonzalez. you got to mix that up. And also, I noticed there was a drink called a London Sour. That looked a bit out of place. But yeah. apparently, it was created to celebrate the opening of Trader Vic's in London. Of course, and it's still there, I think. So I believe. Mm. I should also say there's a. it's nice because they talk about how to batch. Right. And okay. I think if you're having a party, you really don't want to be in the kitchen shaking up the drinks the whole time. So it talks about how you can batch your drinks. And best of all, in my opinion... There's a big section on garnishing. So we're talking big fat slices of pineapple, but even better, we are talking paper umbrellas. And the world is a better place with a paper umbrella. <laughs> Welcome back, paper umbrella. And also there's a section on food, making nice little ribs and finger food and all of that. So yes, we heartily recommend Trade of Experience tiki party it's available i've checked on amazon at around about 14 pounds but even if you can't source one you can get a kindle version what's wrong with that eight pounds 49 and if you are having your tiki party please do send pictures we'd love to see you in action <laughs> and we won't reciprocate <laughs> tiki party everyone tiki time Today we head over to Greece to talk to two of the greatest ambassadors for the Athens bar scene, Vasilis Karitsis and Nikos Bakoulis. Not only are they incredibly talented bartenders individually, they've both represented Greece in the world-class Bartender of the Year competition, and together they head up the Clumsies, their fabulous bar proudly positioned at number three in the world's 50 best bars list. They've mixed us some of our favourite cocktails, created some beautiful products, including an old Tom Gin and Otto's Vermouth, and are renowned for their amazing Greek hospitality. In normal times, we would have visited them at least three times in the past year, but today we're catching up with them to talk summer cocktails. Vasilis, Nikos, welcome to the Cocktail Lovers podcast. Thank you, thank you. We thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> it's lovely to see you both. So how have you been keeping, guys? Good. I mean, good enough. Uh, now the things are a little bit more uh, uh, free, let's say. Uh, we had a hard lockdown during the winter. Seven months, uh, our bars uh, were only serving uh, takeaway drinks and delivery, delivery stuff. So it was quite hard because, you know, the Clumsies in general is a bar that always uh, welcomed people. And uh, that was the vibe, the main vibe of the bar. So it was quite hard, but now it's become better and better. 
Yes, it was a uh, strange all this uh, year and a half that we that we live all of us, and uh, especially then we open again the business for the people uh, beginning of May. We are still have the operate the business with the outside terrace and without music. And from the moment, for example, to start playing music, we will we'll see the people start smiling more because they enjoying the whole experience drinking something, relaxing the music and have a little bit of fun. So at the moment, we are happy. And at the same time, we have touristic period in Greece, which is like a big breath for the business uh, for us. Absolutely. We miss it so much. So it's so nice to be able to talk to you and feel that Athens sunshine coming through, basically. So what what's selling well at the bar at the moment? Because we're just having a little bit of sun here and we're getting into real summery vibes. But you guys have proper sun for a long time. Tell us what sort of drinks sell well in the bar. Well, now, you know, the Greek people in general love uh, white spirits, uh, they, especially in the summer, which is the weather here is like 36 to 42 degrees. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's too hot. So people love uh, coming to our bars and order, for example, a proper make the gin and tonic. It's, it's really popular uh, to the Greek people. Uh, and, and in general, refreshing drinks like spritzes, Napero spritz or, or a grapefruit spritz or this kind of stuff. Paloma is going really well now in Athens. People love Paloma. They always come back and asking for. In general, you know, easygoing and uh, refreshing drinks are a big part of, uh, of our bar now. The really boozy drinks is not really popular in Greece generally, but summertime, they need uh, drinks that they're thirsty and need to refresh themselves with uh, something that contains ice or either super um, cold dakiri and stuff like that. Even we have designed a can cocktail like uh, since 2018, which is the, the idea to design that is that you can have it and it's a big amount of something that you can refresh yourself with a low alcohol and low ABV drinks. Okay. Are you using a lot of native ingredients as well in your drink still? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, people love uh, Greek wines nowadays. Uh, they also love the, the local ingredients like uh, masticha. Thank God our vermouth is <laughs> uh, really floral, you know, and they're really close to the, to the Greek palate. So I believe more and more uh, Greeks love uh, going back to, to, the, to the local ingredients. And also they love local ingredients, not only in the spirit part, but in the ingredients part, you know. Locality now comes comes bigger and bigger because uh, you know the freshness that uh, these in, the Greek ingredients can can give is are unique, and a lot of people appreciate that, especially with the uh, you know the knowledge that bartenders now have and uh, and the Greek bartenders specifically have, they can do great things and people love them. Can you give us some examples of some of the the Greek ingredients that you'd use in your drinks? Uh, for example, one of the best-selling cocktail is uh, the Gia Negroni. It was voted as well as the best uh, cocktail in the world uh, by Time Out 2019. So the people um, can understand and find inside and through the flavor and the concept of the drink the, um, the flavors of the Gianosian, which is uh, the fennel flavor that you can find it in the foods or some very typical 
herbs under the same family of oregano. We call it dictamus. And then we use uh, 45 wines made out from the Samos Island, which is a different identity of sweet style of wine. So we try to capitalize and work at the same time different ingredients together in order to uh, create the, um, the Greek flavor or the Mediterranean ingredients. Or, for example, we have a Mediterranean gimlet, which is definition of a Greek salad gimlet. Mm. So you find all the elements that you can enjoy in the Greek salad. Even you don't know the Greek salad, you have a little taste, and then, then you order, like, if, for example, if you are a tourist and you arrive in Athens, and you try this drink, and then you go to the restaurant, directly you will find the, the same thing, or opposite. You know the Greek salad, and you are curious, oh, let me try it. It looks like or not. So this is the thing that we try to serve to our guests. Mm, I, I think we've tasted that one. It's super delicious, really, really good. You know, some of those drinks you've mentioned, they're all classics as well. And what about for people like us making drinks at home in this really hot weather, what kind of things should we be mixing up? What's what's easy for us to do? Well, it's really easy to find, for example, an aperitif in your in your local liquor store or a vermouth, which is low ABV, as as we mentioned before. And uh, you can have more, uh, and you're not get drunk. You know, you still have the taste there. You still have the low ABV, but uh, the flavor comes up. And combine it with a nice. Uh, Tonic water, you can find a big range now in the market, different style, more Mediterranean, more classic, more citric. <clears throat> so it's a good combination, in my opinion, if you are in a home to go to, to, to mix a nice vermouth and, or an aperitif with a sparkling beverage like tonic. My favorite is tonic. You can find a lot of range now in the market. So it's simple, tasteful. And also you can garnish it with a zest of lemon or, or orange or grapefruit or whatever you have in your fridge and highlight uh, more and more the final result. Easy and tasty at the same time. Perfect. And Nikos, have you got any tips as well? For me, at the home, we have an, one specific problem, I can say, which is uh, the ice. So if we want to have something which is going to be uh, refreshing or uh, cold enough we have our fridge uh, so we can put something in the minus 15 or something and uh, we can make for example a 50 50 martini so it's going to be lighter but we're going to have already cold the vermouth already chilled the gin for example okay. so we don't need the uh, ice because ice is one of the basic problem uh, for the home so it's one of the things that you can um, make it easily, like at home. So when you say 50-50, you mean 50 of the vermouth, 50 of your gin? Yes, yes. I mean, more more light, like uh, less less alcohol, and you can enjoy the crispiness and the dryness as well, but at the same time, not big amount of uh, spirit in order to uh, refresh yourself with a, with a vermouth, for example, or uh, with a wine, whatever you have more easy to your to your fridge just with that just so you're saying you, you actually pre-mix them and leave them in the freezer yeah or just serve it this is the best way and it's one of the things one of my best friends she work in a hotel industry 
She asked me in during the quarantine last year, can you make me some uh, martinis for me to have it in my home? Of course. Every week, one bottle. I premix everything. I send her and she have like a martini in the fridge, pouring in a salt, in the glass, in the martini glass, the amount that uh, she wants and super easy. That is a very good tip that Sandra and I are definitely going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Also, while we're talking about making drinks, you've kind of given us a little bit of a tip there, but any tips for batching for people if they're having summer parties with, with quite a, a large group of people? You know, depending the, depending the type of cocktail you want to pre-batch, for example, if it's a sweet and sour cocktail, it's good to have a, a closer amount of uh, lemon-lime or lemon-lime sugar syrup. The most easy way to do a sugar syrup is to just mix uh, one part of sugar and one part of water, stir it. Okay, it needs a little bit patient because I, I'm not a big fan of uh, using temperature to syrups. So just stir it for around uh, five to 10 minutes. Combine the sugar syrup, use the same amount of uh, lemon lime or lemon or lime with uh, sugar syrup, and then uh, two parts of alcohol, one part of water, and if you want to use, for example, fruits or, you know, this, the, the fruity factor can highlight your, uh, your pants if you want to make a pants. This could be a good, uh, good thing to highlight your, your, your friends, you know, to make them happy. Yeah, I love that. The most important part is to keep your smile up when you serve it to your guests, <laughs> make them feel uh, nice, you know. That's the, the amazing and the best tip I can give to the people that are serving in their houses, their friends. Lovely. Just going back briefly, also you mentioned like sort of garnishing drinks at home. Obviously, we, we might not have some of those really luscious, fresh ingredients that you have in Greece that you mentioned earlier. But what about some unusual garnishes just to get away from lemon and lime and, you know, if, even, on, even on a gin and tonic or something like that? You know, gin and tonics is a, one of them, you know, it's like a white canvas, like uh, you can garnish it with any kind of ingredient that you have in your home, even with just a pinch of uh, pepper, for example. All of us, we have salt of pepper or some vegetables, for example, cucumber. It's the most common, like in terms of the gin and tonic. Everybody asks gin tonic with a slice of cucumber. So you can, or cherry tomato in a different way, more veggie way of gin tonic. So it's easy because I understand we can have some lemons, but Sometimes we don't have this lemons or lime or something. We have other type of fruits or other type of vegetables. But at the same time, we have some spices. I mean, like, like a pepper. So mm. it's super easy to, to, to garnish. Like even we says with Vasilis to our bartenders, you have to open your eyes and look around you what you have. Probably one of the things that you're going to cut with your eye is going to be the ingredient or the or the garments. And I guess that's yeah. the same you say like for bartenders, but I guess that's the thing we can all do at home when we're in our kitchen, just look around, look for some inspiration. Yes, exactly. All of us, to be honest, one kitchen, your kitchen or my kitchen, we buy and we have ingredients that we love because we cook with them or we make breakfast or something. So into this uh, range, into this amount of ingredients, for sure we will find something which is going to be interesting to, to garnish uh, our drinks. With your matcha fruits, you can just uh, remove them from the fridge, cut them in short slices, 
put them in the oven for a couple of hours in low temperature and dry them and, and surprise your guests with dried fruits or vegetables or whatever. Or you can use, for example, the beetroot, a dried beetroot that can give also a touch of color to your gin and toning and impress them with the red color of beetroot, you know. So many things you can uh, give inspiration to your to your kitchen, you know. Brilliant. I think those are great tips that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think of. So I think that bringing the color to your glass and the excitement, also it makes for a great guest experience as well. So that's incredible. Thank you. Um, and what about, because you, you, I know that you do a great range of your own ready-to-drink cocktails. What are your flavors that you're selling at the moment? We have... Um... Two low ABV, which is a light uh, strawberry daiquiri with a uh, totally clear uh, version. We have a variation of uh, pole star. We call it forbidden fruit with uh, passion fruit and vanilla and grapefruit. And then we have uh, two different Negronis. The clumsy Negroni, which is aromatized with uh, lemon verbena and uh, two different kinds of peppers in order to have different style of bitterness and uh, spiciness. Then we have the Gia Negroni. And actually, after the 2019, we couldn't leave it from outside of the range. And then we have a, a, the, the Strongest, which is a variation of old-fashioned. We call it Nostalgia. It's based of uh, rum, uh, biscuit, and uh, hazelnut. Can't wait. Are they available worldwide or just in Greece? You can order through some uh, liquor stores that have online shop. So you can find it, uh, you can order it and send it uh, around the world, of course, yes. Okay, well, we'll make sure that we put all of the details up on our site so people can experience the clumsies at home. Also, you know, it's it's really important to, to mention to the people that... Uh, these weren't the inspiration that come from our from our brain. Uh, you know, they, these cocktails are the best sellers of the clumsies. Is the, is the cocktails that people chose that they love more from our menus. So we decided to turn them to the more industrial version and release them as as a as a pre bottle cocktail. It's something that our guests choose to be their favorite. Yes. Yes, that's perfect. Wonderful. Well, we're really looking forward to being able to come back to Athens and to experience it or your wonderful hospitality for ourselves. I just want to say a big, big thank you to both of you for, for joining us today. And we, as Sandra said, we cannot wait to come home to Athens and see you again. It was a pleasure. I'm sure we will meet again soon. And uh, I hope you're healthy, first of all. Uh, with all the situation where we are living, uh, strong and smiling. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Cocktail Lovers podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please tell your friends and make sure you never miss another episode by simply subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. For more details on the people, places and products mentioned today, head over to our website, thecocktaillovers.com.